Last time on Encounter Party. The mysterious Deorath has upended the entire Undercity, scattering the swarm completely. Gerard has been taken, and no one within the Golgari knows who to blame. With but a fracture of a clue, our players descend upon Svogthos, the most dangerous place in all the Undercity. Can they survive against the traitorous necromancers? Find out this week on Encounter Party! Okay, so this necromancer beckons you to follow him with this withered, crooked finger and lures you down toward the temple. And he pulls you in a good half the distance that you were hoping to avoid. Before Lorzach, you feel that just twinge in the side of your temple as you sense the channeling of a spell. And before you can react, the necromancer turns around and hurls with a dark Yodmuchada and launches a withered black tendril of magic directly into your heart. Roll initiative. Hmm. Okay, top of the order, lightning fast. The necromancer whirls around, surprising Lorzach with a witch bolt. And I dare say that a 14 ain't gonna connect. It won't. Oh, he gave away his position far too much. There was just too much, ugh, too much suspicion in the air, and he whips around and tries to uh, launch a witch bolt in you, and it misses. However, you see the other two necromancers summon some zombie shit out of the ether as uh, uh, things to fight you guys with. More like bitch bolt. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Top of the order, Perix. Uh, Perix, before even moving, just uh, his body glows that, that sickly, awful green from the troll fight and casts sickening radiance right behind this line of guys to create a 30-foot circle that I want to, the frontmost bit of it, be the frontmost baddie so that when our people run up, they're not running into it. It's 120 feet, so as far as I can literally get. And that does what? Everyone inside that circle will please make a constitution saving throw. Immediately? Yes. Necromancer pink fails. Necromancer blue succeeds. Necromancer red succeeds. Zombies one and two. One succeeds, one fails. Zombies three and four. One succeeds, one fails. So for everyone who fails, because there's no half damage on a success, they will immediately receive 20 points of radiant damage. They uh, all begin to emit a dim greenish light in a five foot radius, just in case some darkness happens to appear. If one of these necromancers could go invisible, anymore. And uh, they each suffer one level of exhaustion. Those who failed can't go invisible. Correct. Noted. As long as they're inside of it? As long as it is now active. If I keep the spell up, which is concentration for 10 minutes, they can't go invisible. Anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. The light and any levels of exhaustion caused by the spell instantly go away when the spell ends. Right. Okay. And I'm not moving. The <laughs> car. <laughs> I will run up to dude in front, blue necromancer, and bam, bam with my maces. Okay. Uh, that is a 24 and a 27. Yes. Was one of those a natural 27? Oh, yes, it was a natural 27. Thank yeah, you I'm for sorry. saying it out there loud you go. so I I'm remember sorry. in the edit. Yep. I'm sorry, that was a natural 20. You'll have to forgive me. I just get, you know, it happens so often. Okay, one of them will do seven. And the other will, oh, no, I'm sorry. The one will do 10 and the other will do five. Alrighty. Uh, bonus action on who's up next? Uh, turn order would be Lorzach. Lorzach, I'll uh, bardic inspiration on Lorzach. So the pink necromancer who happens to be missing her left arm shifts around, uh, begins her turn within the... Takes a constitution saving throw. Uh, I suspect that fails. We'll take 19 points of radiant damage and suffer another level of exhaustion. Got it. Nice. 
Nice. She hustles outside of that circle. Yeah, sure. As her two zombies also have to deal with some stuff. Both succeed, actually. Great. And the two zombies are going to swarm onto Fakara. Each are going to strike at her. Okay. One will miss. Number two will also miss. So pow, pow, they can't get you. Necromancer Pink looks out into the crowd behind and just oozes this sickening, and you feel this large, noxious yellow cloud of sulfur just building around all of you in the back. Everyone make a constitution saving throw. Man, I really hated that. You know what I You get a plus five. It's all five characters. I do get a plus five. Yeah, it's a 20 foot radius. Oh, so not me? Come on, man. Oh, damn. Xenia uses her inspiration to hopefully roll better. Didn't happen? No. I mean, marginally better, but she still only got 10. (sighs) Lorzatch rolls a 7. 27 from Parix. All right. 19 from Saloran. The DC is 15. If you succeeded, you take half damage. And remind me how damage it breaks. Con- what do I roll to maintain concentration? Either 10 or half the damage that you take. Got Whichever it. is higher. Whichever is higher. Yes. Yeah. Got it. For those of you who failed, it is 25 poison damage. Ow. For those of you who succeeded, it is half damage at 12. So Lauren takes his shield and kind of bats it away like a annoying fart. Like a fan. <laughs> With a 13, the uh, sickening radiance is maintained. Yes. How much damage? 25 if you fail. Creatures are affected even if they attempt to hold their breath or do not breathe. It is sulfuric. Lorzatch. Lorzatch starts his turn in this big fart cloud. Does anything happen? Yes. Make a constitution saving throw. All right. 21. Yep. You will still take half. (sighs) You will take 11 poison damage, as this spell seems to be particularly crafted to even fuck up the Golgari. Lozach stumbles his way out of this horrific cloud of gas and awakens the spores in his body to knit shut the wounds, and his fungal filaments sort of close in on the gaps in his armor, and he looks ever so slightly healthier and as a bonus action is going to cast Shalala on the Staff of Withering in his grasp. Xenia. Xenia starts her turn within the zombie cloud of farts, so I have to roll. Yes, constitution. Oh, 17. Half damage, you will take 15 poison damage. Yikes. Hard pass. I don't like it. Xenia gets the hell out of that cloud of disease and casts false life on herself for 20 healing points. Ooh, what a spell. I cast it at fourth level. Oh, great. <laughs> she threw down a, a D4 and gained a lot of points. <laughs> Xenia has been cheating the inside. No, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Next up, the red necromancer, who happens to be missing her right arm, will make a constitution saving throw and will fail. Nope, that's, I'm sorry, what's the DC? 17. 17. You succeed. Those zombies, her zombies are going to rush up and attack Fakara. Her zombies must also make. Her zombies must also make a constitution saving throw. They, ooh, uh, how's a natural 20 and an 18? They're doing fine. They are going to run up and attack Fakara. Now, out of the three necromancers, only one of them failed your initial can't-go-invisible ability. The other two remaining in your sphere at the moment still have that capability. And what you are going to see... I can't believe you cast this spell. What you are going to see the red necromancer do is suddenly disappear. And then I will use a bonus action to do something else. Great. Mm. That is their turn. And they are going to, the zombies are going to attack Fakara. Uh, one is a natural 20, so a 22. The other one is an 18. Both will hit. Okay. One is three points of slashing damage. Okay. And 
six points of slashing damage. Solorin. Mm. He's going to make that constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. Ten. Fifteen poison damage. Not, that's not bad. Um, Solorin takes a breath in to prepare for this dash, but it's sulfuric and burns the inside of his lungs, but he uses that pain to charge forward to close distance with Fakar to support her. He gets close enough to make this viable. He closes his eyes for a second, channels divine energy, and summons a spiritual weapon behind the blue necromancer. He then wills it to attack. 18 to hit. 18 hits. It does 11 force damage. That will be my turn. <clears throat> Mixel begins his turn in the poop cloud. Fails, he's gonna take some damage. And then he goes running forward, his max speed, which is 30 feet. Top of the round, the blue necromancer does the exact same thing. He starts with a constitution saving throw. Yes, please. He rolls a 17. God damn it. <laughs> and the same thing disappears. And then Brian will take another bonus action, and that is his turn. Perix. Perix uh, has been fighting against this sulfuric cloud to try and maintain his, his hold on this spell, but he will make a constitution saving throw. At a 20, non-natural. Yes, you will still take half. Nine, poison damage. Then he will attempt to maintain his hold on the spell. 19, still active. Perix will then run forward his full 40 feet to be behind Mixil, so not quite 40 feet, but pretty close. And as he's running, he's sort of forming that large bubble of boiling hot water, which he Kareem Abdul-Jabbar baby hooks over the top, launching past Mixil and Fakara to land, uh, it's gonna hit two of them, I believe. Unless we want me to just balls out on this other necromancer and let Fakara handle the zombies. I have a plan for the zombies, so Great. if you want to go balls out on this, the one we can see, I I'm gonna think do that's that. a good idea. I'm going to do that. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I Kareem Abdul-Jabbar baby hook, but not over anything. I just like baby hooks. And it lands uh, on the space I just tapped to hit the pink necromancer and one zombie. Would they please make dexterity saving throws? This is fireball. Pink necromancer rolls a 21. Yep. Zombie rolls a 13. The zombie will take 26 points of fire damage and the necromancer will take half as much as boiling water as the, the bubble hits the ground just sprays in a 20 foot radius and they are seared by boiling hot shitty ass water. Fikara. So have you ever seen those volleyball games where they ace it and they're like, boom, chaka, boom, chak, boom, chak, boom. And she just stomps and creates Thunder Wave. All of the zombies, and possibly if that mage happens to be still in there, uh, need to make dexterity or con saving throws, please. Fail, fail. Fail, fail. Awesome. They will take five thunder damage, and they are all pulled, pushed back 10 feet away from me. Okay. Love that. Nice. Um, also... I will take my bonus action to give a bardic inspiration to Saloran. Thank you. You're welcome. Pink Necromancer's turn. As you guys exit her sulfuric cloud, you see it drift slowly away and then dissipate as she lets it go. And then with her one arm, she reaches deep into the ground and you hear her utter this unholy alien gargle and black tendrils rip out of the ground around Lorzach, Perix, and Mixel. Would you please yeah. all make dexterity saving throws? Eleven. Sixteen. Both Mixel and Perix save against it. However, Lorzach, you were not expecting the black tendrils, and they reach up around you, dealing 16 bludgeoning damage, and you are now restrained. 
at the end of your turn, you can try and escape using strength or dexterity, but you will be you are next and will begin your turn in the tentacles and therefore will take another 11 bludgeoning damage. Whoa. As the tentacles begin to constrict around you, perhaps feeling what they already know is inside. As one of the tendrils coils itself up and around his neck, Lorzach trains his eye on the pink necromancer in the distance, utters something in Devkarin, and a wall of flame erupts in front of her. Hell yeah, buddy. You gonna get the zombies too? Yeah, um, I have the option to either create a 60 foot long in a straight line wall or a 20 foot diameter ring of fire. Yes. And the ring of fire seems like the way to go. You got it. Um, So the zombie, both the zombies and the pink necromancer uh, must make a dexterity saving throw. Zombies, sub 10, necromancer, natural 20. The zombies will take 27 fire damage, and the necromancer takes half of that. The zombie in front immolates, reducing itself into ash. The necromancer takes the hit of fire. However, uh, she loses her concentration on the spell. Nice. You don't have to roll to get out. Great. The tendrils dissipate off of you guys and slink back down into the ground. Zenia, you, you are up. I was about to be screwed. Xenia sees the tendrils creeping over the necromancer and knows she's met this enemy before. Without a second thought, she brings a chilly ice storm down upon the necromancer's head. Will she make a dexterity saving throw? Boy, howdy, will she? Fails. Yup. Does the zombie get it too? Sure does. Zombies are not very dexterous. In fact, they usually don't respond to damage until after they've been hit. They each take 13 points of bludgeoning damage and 17 points of cold damage. That zombie is smashed. Fire erupts from the zombie and then ice puts it out. And that's just too much for its undead body. The the rapid change in temperature just (laughs) fractures it into the ground. However, the necromancer is still very much up. You ever defrost some old chicken breast? (laughs) And then you try and freeze it again? And then you defrost it again? And it's just kind of a slurry in a bag. The cell damage has been done. So as the zombies from the pink necromancer crumble around her, she uh, still seems to be maintaining her composure when suddenly, Perix, off to your left, you hear this emaciated counterspell. Fuck. <laughs> you have to roll. I do. What uh, level spell is it cast? Three. Oh, fuck yeah. It just, I don't have to roll. It just doesn't happen. Third uh, level I counter. Fuck. <laughs> Shout out to Perix. Fuck. But, uh, but we heard a little voice a coming, little voice coming from where? Goes, uh, off to the left, like <laughs> roughly 25 feet. <laughs> you, you hear, you hear, get shut up. <laughs> cool. Ah, fuck, Saloran. <laughs> it's within your reach if you take an attack of opportunity, Saloran. I'm just saying. Saloran moves 10 feet to his left and shouts into the air, You can't hide your cowardice and I'm gonna channel divinity to try to inspire fear within them. If they are within 30 feet and they are not immune to fear, they need to make a DC 16 wisdom save to protect against fear. You can't feel anything afraid of you in the area. You just feel like maybe you're just shouting at yourself, who knows. <laughs> a fart in the wind. Yeah. Um, and then he's gonna channel the spiritual weapon over to the zombie next to him and smack it. 24, that is 12 force damage to this zombie. Force! Mixel charges forward. He's gonna swing. Yay, he's gonna hit. He's gonna do some damage. Ah, and he runs sword forward and pokes it in, uh, into the zombie. The zombie's not down, but it is uh, stabbed some more. Top of the order. <clears throat> I'm really used to hearing top of the order, Lorzach. 
hurts yeah. every time. That's not the case. You are not the top of the order. Saloran, right next to your ear, you hear a similar but deeper voiced, Kishanara! And an arc of lightning rips through you, Lorzach, and Senia. Would you all please make a dexterity saving throw? Man, it sucks to see it in reverse. Yeah. I saw the spell list and I went, yes! 19. 22. 13. Lorzach will take full. Everyone else will take half. Lorzach will take 20 lightning damage. The other two, Xenia will take 10. Saloran, you will take zero. Saloran hears the voice and just goes, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Perix, you are now up. Perix runs to his right, just, get away from that voice. No, no, no. And Perix will start to, to form another ball of boiling water, but it's not as big as the last one. And he he hucks a chromatic orb of acid at the pink necromancer. Would they please... Oh, I'm going to make a ranged spell attack. I get to do those so infrequently. <laughs> For a natural one. Oof. Anyone got an inspiration I can steal? Because I don't have one. You know what? Yeah. You can do a Perix. Thank you. For a 24 to hit. Yes. The Necromancer will take 13 points of acid damage as a chromatic orb of acid hits them square in the chest. Yes, it does. Oof. Uh, That is my turn. Fikara. I will take my bonus action to Perix. I'll give you brighter concentration. You can do it, Perix. Come on. Perix is inspired. And I will cast Guiding Bolts at the Necromancer, the pink Necromancer. For a 15. 15 hits. Yes. Yay. Do some guided damage. For 10, 17 radiant damage. Nice. Yeah, nice. And it's glowing guidedly. Yep, so the next attack will have advantage on it. Okay. It is now the pink necromancer's turn as she does that samurai film thing where she like shifts to the left. So she's passing through the wall of fire? Yes, she is. What's the save? Uh, Dexterity. 22. And she will take 12 fire damage. She's still alive. Uh. (laughs) Um, On her way through the fire, she uh, makes some choices about what she might do. And it looks like she takes a half moment to stir up some energy, and as she's wheezing with very little energy left, she just lets out another (laughs) and lightning arcs out from her. Counterspell. Back. (laughs) And then as a bonus action, she will summon two more zombies. Thank you, Ned. That makes me feel so good. It's my last one, so have fun, everybody. on this side of her. Here? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side. Back one space towards her. One more towards me. It has to be in a square. God damn it! I am adjacent. There you go. And then the other one right in front of that one. Okay. Yes. This is becoming one of my favorite things. (laughs) Where does she summon them? Back here. (laughs) (laughs) And now a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now... Back to the party. Lorzatch. Lorzatch watches the fresh zombies rise from the ground, holds an empty hand up to the 
moss and lichen-crusted stalactites above his head and pulls down the spectral beam of light to sear them all, casting Moonbeam at the third level. And will they please make a constitution saving throw? The zombies fail. It doesn't matter about her. She's dead. And the zombies will take 21 radiant damage. Yeah, so this thing just rips down and you see this necromancer just in a in a vaporized brilliance just dissipate up through the beam Ooh. into absolute nothingness. And those zombies uh, get hurt. Zombies stick around even if their necromancer dies. That sucks. Well, they start their turn in a moonbeam. It's That's gonna true. be a bad time. Xenia. Xenia was feeling cold as ice, but now she's getting super feisty and fiery. And she casts minute meteors and creates six tiny meteors in her space and sends two of them at those zombies in front of her. Please make a dexterity saving throw. A natural 20 and a 15. Well, sure to the natural 20, but the 15 fails. And nat 20 still takes half. So eight points of fire damage to the zombie in front and still four points of fire damage to the scaredy cat zombie behind it. They're still up though. For those of you in that giant cluster over there in the corner, you just hear this sickening as a thick sulfuric cloud oozes out. All of you in that area need to make constitution saving throws. Mixel gets a plus five. He does. He rolls a natural one. Well, Brian, you're NPCs. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You want me to carry the game for you? Yeah. Yes, I would. As zombies seem to be immune to poison damage, they're not really feared by this. Does that hit Fakara too? Yes. Make a con save, please. All right. 14. 21. The DC is 15. Those of you who failed will take 19 poison damage. Ooh. Half if you succeed, zero for Salorin. Salorin! Was I close enough to hear of that voice? It sounded like it may have come right next to you. That guy. Yes, but I'm going to get out of this cloud first. So let me make that roll. Yep. Constitution saving throw, please. I have failed that. You will take 16 poison damage as the Noxus fumes find their way under your helmet. So Lorne will get out of this cloud of Noxus fumes, provoking an attack of opportunity from the zombie closest to him. Yes, you most certainly will. <laughs> zombie strike. Miss. Whoa. And in that space where he thought he heard the voice, he's going to try to hit this necromancer. Disadvantage. 19. Privately, you feel like a bit of a fool as you just swing wildly through nothing but air. Whoa. Man, okay, cool. So Lauren feels like such a fool for missing and just in vain tries to strike again, burning both of his attacks on this turn. Frustrated at catching air, he wills his spiritual weapon to take out that zombie. 11. No. Whiff, whiff, whiff. He's mad. And that's his turn. Okay, Mixel is going to assist in attacking a zombie. And we'll miss. Sorry, guys. Wasn't the sword already in the zombie? Just stuck there. He pulled it out and went back in, <laughs> but he, he poked it right in the exact same spot. So ah. it just... Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Can't help you. You got to win the game on your own. Um, <clears throat> sure thing, Tajik. Burn. Tajik burn. You hear a deeper male voice. Another lightning arc strikes through. Lorzatch, Perix, dexterity saving throws, please. It's not my best, if I have to be honest. An eight. Thirteen. You will both take 14 lightning damage. I can take 14. Thank you, 14. May I please not have another? Perix. Perix, having just been blasted by lightning, but he knows what this is, turns and looks at the area where he perceived the lightning bolt began and will throw a chromatic orb of acid directly at that square. 
Okay, disadvantage, please. Yeah. A nat 20 and a two. I will not spend my bardic inspiration. Uh, you throw a big old glob of goop. It hits the ground. Fakara. All right, let's see. Now I'm in the cloud, damn it. Oh, 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 it's my turn. <clears throat> At the start of your turn, would you please make a constitution saving throw? Feels good, right? Yeah, that's going to be a 21. All right, you'll still take half of Well, you'll still be a jerk face. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got him. <laughs> you will take 12 poison damage. Hey. All right, and I will... Your wall is still up a fire? No. No, it's not? Oh, good. I'm going to move right up to the zombie. Isn't Moonbeam still in effect? It is. Does that fuck me up? Uh... No, she's going to be outside of it. She will be right at, yeah, right at She's the on the edge of it because yes. of where the necromancer was. Just don't go any further Just in Just don't there. go farther than that. You're good. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go to that zombie and be all like, boom, boom, with the maces. With a 15 and a math is hard, 24. Yeah, both. Excellent. For a nine and a seven. Got it. Of piercing damage. Roger, Dodger. Uh, the pink necromancer may be gone, but her zombies are still there in the initiative order. They begin their turn in the middle of a moonbeam and will make constitution saving throws. The one that Fakara just hit succeeds. The other one fails. And they will take five radiant damage or half of five radiant damage. <laughs> you know, it's actually really good you went up and attacked that one because now they are both fried. Oh! <laughs> good move, Sarah. Good move. Oh, really awesome. good move. Yeah, it's Tactics. a good thing you went in to clean that up. Yeah, really good. Xenia, you're up. I'll y'all keep killing the zombos before I get a chance to kill the damn zombos, so I have to change my damn tactic. Okay. Xenia sees those two zombos die in front of her as much as zombies can die again. And she takes two of those meteors that she has conjured up and casts them way over to these other two zombies battling Mixel. Will you please make a dexterity saving throw for them? A uh, natural one and a three. They're zombies. They're like, what? Mm. Ha! Get out of the way, zombies. Mm. They each take six points of fire damage. Melted. And, as a follow-up, that was Zinnia's bonus action. She will then cast Firebolt at the zombie closest to Mixel for another nine points of fire damage. As that was the least damaged zombie to now, both of those zombies appear to be near equal in damage. Understood, thank you. The noxious cloud surrounding those at the base moves toward Fakara 10 feet. Okay. The only one still remaining in it at the moment is Mixel, who will unfortunately suffer some damage. Uh, Mixel begins choking and drops to the ground. <sighs> so Lauren, you're up. If this guy's in the cloud, is that like the equivalent of someone attacking him while he's downed? If he begins his turn in the cloud, he will suffer damage. Damage will equate to one fail. Yeah, yeah. The contract dictates he he does this. So Lauren's going to dive back into the cloud, risking the damage and the attack of opportunity to pull Mixel out. Would you please make a constitution saving throw as you step in? 22. Uh, you will not suffer the half damage. Salorn dashes in, grabs Mixel, and tries to drag him out of the cloud of sulfuric smoke. I need a strength check, please. Can I roll athletics? No. Are you are you bench pressing him? <laughs> are you gonna clean and jerk? <laughs> I'm going to use my bardic inspiration. Thank you, Fakara. That is 14. What is your actual strength skill number? 18. So here's how this plays out. You have a total of 30 feet of movement. It's 10 feet to him, okay? 
30 minus 10 is 20 feet. You grab him. You are strong enough to pull him out, but now you're at half speed. Half of 20 is 10. You can now pull him 10 feet out back to where you were. The zombie attack of opportunity is a 22. You will receive a monicum of damage. So, deep breath. You dive in, holding your breath so you don't breathe in any of the noxious fumes. You grab Mixel by the leg and start ripping him out. Unfortunately, the zombie gets a strike in on you. You will take eight slashing damage as the zombie cuffs you in the back and then you pull him out of the noxious cloud. I will also use my bonus action to beat the zombie as payback. Dirty 20. That's with the spiritual weapon? Yes. Dirty 20 hits. Four, 11 force damage. So, thankfully, you've wretched Mixel free from this terrifying situation. However, the sulfur inhalation has gotten to him a little bit. He's gonna fail his first death saving throw. He has one fail. Top of the order. Uh, he cannot hold the invisibility and do this at the same time. However, you hear another sickeningly unctuous whisper of toxicity, and you see a veil of invisibility dissipate off of the original necromancer who is missing one of his legs. As another sulfuric cloud billows out from in between Perix, Xenia, and Lorzach. Would you all please make constitution saving throws as you see this necromancer choose between his own invisibility and casting this poison cloud? 17. 10. 21. For those of you who failed, it's 34 points of poison damage. Half if you saved. 17. DC is 17. Xenia's down. And so is Lord's Edge. Oh no. Shit. Perix is up, but is not a healer. Yikes. Perix. Yeah. You are up. Yes. A 16. You will take 12 poison damage. Perix, coughing some awful noxious fumes with a single HP left on his card. <laughs> Runs out of the fumes towards the necromancer that is now available to be seen. Sure. And casts Mind Spike on it. Okay. Would it please make a wisdom saving throw? 22. It'll still take half damage. Okay. So with the half damage, it is 10 points of psychic damage, and it can no longer be hidden from me or invisible to me. Neat. You might want to take a health potion. Isn't that an action? Yes. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Can't do it as a bonus. Fikara. I'm going to charge the blue necromancer. <laughs> yeah. You are not hinted anymore, and you will go down. So I will charge. Yes. And being I have charged so much, I will hit him with my horns. Yes. Tails, finish him! Yes! Finish him! <laughs> so, get the horns, which will be, that will be 10 uh, piercing damage. Okay. And then he needs to make a strength saving throw to not be back, uh, knocked back. With a negative one strength modifier. Cool, he's not. He rolls a one. Nice, so he gets knocked back to 10 feet. Okay. And then if I take... And surprisingly, maintains concentration. Okay, so I'm gonna action, action surge to go back up to him and then hit him again with my maces. So that'll be a 25 and a 10. Yeah. That will Ooh. be 10 points of piercing damage. Oh, still has concentration. <laughs> you used your bonus action? Yeah, she just she just did her thing. Okay. Yep. Yeah, bonus action. Yep, yep, yep. So another yes. ten points of damage. Can't believe he's held concentration on he's, four of these. He's super focused on taking care of these people in the back. It, it, you know, there's obviously a personal vendetta that seems to be happening against Lorzach. 
this particular necromancer seems to be very afraid of the spellcasters in the back line, but one thing they are not prepared for is a Boros Minotaur to come running from halfway across the temple and just freaking gore them right in the abdomen with some horns. A solid chunk of damage, but this is an experienced spellcaster. Focusing on what is going on uh, is, is, seems to be a strength of his. All those zombies are dead, they are dead. Lorzach, you will begin within the thing and automatically take one fail, and then I need a saving throw, please. Uh, that's a one. No, you will not, because I give you a point of inspiration. That is an 18. One success, one fail. Xenia, you also begin your turn inside of a noxious cloud. Would you please receive one fail and then make a saving throw? I got a four, I failed again. You have two fails. If she begins her turn inside that cloud, she will die. Yes. The cloud down at the base of the temple dissipates. Black tendrils erupt around you and Mixel Salor. Would you please make a dexterity saving throw, something Mixel cannot make in his current state? and will receive a second fail. 22. You are not restrained and receive no damage. However, as you have pulled Mixel to safety from this cloud, black tendrils rip out of the ground, trying to drag him down into the darkness. It is now your turn. How can this necromancer keep up the sulfuric cloud and now this pool of tentacles while staying invisible? Saloran is crunching the math and weighing his options and just acts on a gut instinct. He's going to hop behind this pillar. As you scoop around the pillar, you realize at some point invisible, one of those necromancers had hidden behind one of the columns of Svagdos' temple and is surprised to see you. In his collector voice, he growls, I told you you couldn't hide your cowardice. 25 to hit. Ooh, yep. So Lauren, feeling this righteous fury, burns a second level spell slot as he smites this woman. That is eight piercing damage plus five radiant damage. He's gonna rear back and go in again with his morning star. Nat 20. Yes! yes. Yeah. He will burn another second level spell slot to smite this woman. That is 15 piercing damage. Yeah. Plus another nine radiant damage. He'll then force his spiritual weapon to smack that zombie. <laughs> another nat 20. Yes! Oh my god! Yes. Dude, when Salord, when David just starts like when compounding the engine this, gets going. it's so much. It's hard for me to like get butthurt about it because it's just like, go, go, go. That is 10 force damage. Yeah. Out of nowhere, just the, the spiritual force of your pride just domes the zombie in the back of the head. It's off the table. So, as far as the red necromancer that you caught cowardly hiding behind this pillar, you realize she's been untouched so far this entire battle, using this sort of devilishly cowardice tactic to bring danger from, from a hidden area. And you just come around and start wailing on her with the mace. And show, and that would be a two. She loses concentration, and the uh, tendrils go away. That's my turn. Mixel, with two fails, lays motionless. Top of the order. The blue necromancer, now dealing with a giant minotaur, staring him in the face, shifts around, and begins to cast his final point of lightning. Keshalala! Will Vikara and Perix please make dexterity saving throws? Nine. Ten. Out of 8d6, you will take 14 lightning damage, Vikara or Druun, and half, Ned Donovan, you will take seven. 
And uh, as Perix kind of turns and sees this lightning bolt coming at him, he very quickly tries to fire up a shield, but it hits him before he can, and he's blown backwards off his feet and crumbles to the ground. However, by casting that lightning, the noxious cloud will disappear. The choice has been made to drop a third person. Perix, can I get a throw, please? That will be a fail. You have one fail. Fakara, you're up. Lorzach, you have healing spells. Yeah. Taking a step back to see who has been hit by the lightning, she suddenly realizes in all of her rage that she's missed the fact that her compatriots are down and makes a dash for Lorzach, causing an attack of opportunity, but making a dash for Lorzach. You will get poked for eight. Does an eight hit? No, you're good. No, an eight will not hit. And she will use Cure Wounds on Lorzach, which will give you uh, six hit points. Oh, boy. Lorzach, as a billow of life inflates your lungs, <gasps> you're next in initiative order. I'm sorry, it was nine. Nine. Hit points. Oh, awesome. Love it. <laughs> I'll take the extra three. Lorzach bolts up from the ground with a ragged gasp and casting his eyes around the battlefield sees if three other allies at least have fallen. Xenia being closest in his line of sight, he snaps off one healing word, and Xenia will regain nine hit points. Oh, thank God. Oh, you guys are cutting it close today. <laughs> Lorzach then stumbles his way over to Parax, casts Cure Wounds at the third level, and Parax will regain 18 hit points. Next up in turn order, Xenia. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah. Half movement to stand up? Yes, Xenia takes a half movement to stand up and she is so shaky on her feet. So she immediately burns six sorcery points to cast a fourth level false life spell on herself to regain additional health. Whoa. For 23 hit points. Whoa, so many sorcery points. Saloran, down on your end of the battlefield, this necromancer has only her left hand. Escape seems no longer an option. She reaches out to your throat and she connects with a 21 as you just feel this witch bolt arc down her arm into you and we'll deal Eight lightning damage. All right. So Lauren, you're up. She strikes him, and there's a little bit of blood coming out of his mouth under his helmet, and she'll never see this, but he actually smirks, and he hits her with his morning star. Oh, fuck. 22 to hit. Yeah. He's going to smite with a level one spell slot. Oh, crap. 13 piercing damage plus seven radiant damage. Oh. He's going to attack again with his morning star. 25 to hit. Holy crap, dude. He's going to smite her again with a level one spell slot. He is soloing this woman, by the way. That is 11 radiant damage plus 13 piercing damage. He will then also wield his spiritual weapon to attack the last remaining zombie. That will be a 27 to hit. Yes. That is eight force damage. Yes, that is exactitude. Splattered zombie. And that's the collector's turn. Jeez, buddy. Oh, buddy. Okay, top of the order. Blue Necromancer. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Everybody suddenly back up. Not what he was expecting. And he's only got one leg and he's out of Misty Steps. And... Hmm. The Necromancer is going to move 20 feet to huddle over the body of Mixo and use it as a shield against AoE. He will then touch his own chest and you can feel a great life force emanate through himself as he casts mass cure wounds to heal himself. Perix, you're up. Perix stumbles to his feet using half of his movement and sees the necromancer cowering behind a body on the ground in a way that I do not enjoy. And Perix will run the rest of his movement, which is 20 feet, to the side. And as he runs, he's he's conjuring up that softball-sized acid ball. 
and he uh, southpaw hucks it at the necromancer. 19 to hit. Yes. They're wizards. They don't have, you know. I know that life. That's a lot of counting. For 25 points of acid damage. Oh, no, he cured himself. Yeah, there was a cure. (laughs) I was doing the math going, no way. Nope, nope. Yes, acid. Oh, (laughs) he got him good. Good. And uh, Perix really hates this guy. The rest of the turn is Perix yelling, I hate you. (laughs) Uh, Fikara, you're up. Uh, I'm going to run to the necromancer and cast Thunderclap right in his face. So he needs to make a DC 14 con. A three. Good. He will take 2d6 thunder damage. Hulk slap. For five. Okay. Is that it? Actually, my bonus action, I will go ahead and do second wind so I can get some more hit points back. That would be great. Thanks. So that'll be in uh, 12. Lorzatch, you're up. Lorzatch realizes that the remaining necromancer that he can see is huddling over the prone body of Mixil, the son of his guild leader. As he shambles his way towards his target, mind still fuzzy from the wounds that he's taken, words dripping with venom, he lets loose a little sickness to take root in the heart of the thing in the distance that calls itself Golgari. And he casts Blight! And he needs to make a constitution saving throw. A five. And he takes 39 necrotic damage. As this absolute venom directs itself toward this necromancer, Lorzatch heartbreakingly, you notice that you interrupt him in what looks to be very clearly an attempt to raise dead on Mixel. An unfitting end interrupted before the blight takes the necromancer and spotted black pox from under his skin pustule and burst as he crumples to the ground. Xenia. From this vantage point, am I able to see the remaining necromancer? I would first need a perception check from you to even be aware that there's something going on that far away. Great. You are the farthest person. For sure, for it's sure. It's clear that you're like, hey, where's Solorin? Wasn't right. there a third one? You can hunt for it, but without a clear indication of zonage, uh, that might be hard. Yeah. Yes, 19. Yeah, you can tell that something is going on beyond that pillar, but as far as movement, I mean, if you dashed, you could take a hot look, um, but as far, you don't know where Solorin is. Right. Casting blindly into the dark is maybe not the smartest thing. Yeah, so you know something's back there, but who knows where David is? Right. Okay. Xenia is shaken. She has taken so much damage. She has seen a compatriot used as a shield. And while she didn't know Mixel well, she knows that's fucked up. So she takes a shot in the dark and she decides to shoot Chaos Bolt carefully behind the pillar. Protecting David. Okay. Nat 20, baby! Mm, yes! <laughs> Let's get some damage. Get the fuck out of here. I love that the dice landed right next to Solorin. It did. Too. It did. Get that photo. Xenia, with an upset stomach still, turns that bile inside of her and turns it into acid, which she hurls at the necromancer for seven points of acid damage. Okay. You feel like you hit home. I need to stop praying for the natural ones because privately, the last three times I've done it, like actually whispered into my own self, come on, one, please, one. You've rolled a 20. So I'm done with that. I'm done with that game now. (laughs) Okay, so next up actually in the turn order is the red necromancer who just out of nowhere got a fucking wad of acid spit in the back of her neck. Mm -hmm. What the hell? Um, David. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) Bring it. She's going to turn around 
She's going to turn around, face away from you, and as you guys are basically on the steps of Spogthos, she is going to turn away from you, and in a very pathetic wheeze, she's going to utter a final... An arc lightning through all of that shit they had collected and start setting it on fire. And then she's going to make a break for it, willingly taking an attack of opportunity. 22 to hit. Yeah. Yep. I cannot channel divinity through this, right? No, it is just a, a single attack roll. 11 piercing damage. Okay. Still up. She is then going to move 30 feet in that direction. Next up, in turn order, wouldn't you know it, Saloran Trent. Saloran loves seeing his prey run. <laughs> Saloran charges up to the last remaining necromancer and lays in with his morning star. 14 to hit. 14 does not hit. 11 to hit. 11 does not hit. Whiff, whiff, and he's so angry that the spiritual weapon suddenly just appears next to her and wails at her too. 17 to hit. 17 hits. 12 force damage. Still up. Making a break for it. Perix. Perix is determined not to let that happen. And Perix runs towards the necromancer. Okay, good, because I was counting distance. (laughs) (laughs) That helps. Oh, you're you're fucking amulet. I have a stone that makes me move 40 feet. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. And as he's running, he's clearing all thoughts from his mind as the crystal starts to glow black around his neck. And he looks straight at the necromancer and says, I bet there's still more to learn about death for you. Please make a wisdom saving throw. David? Three. And the death toll inside the necromancer's brain deals seven necrotic damage. It's enough. Like turning off a switch. She goes rigid, falls flat, face first. You're no longer in initiative order. The battle is over, but people are down, and all of that shit they look like they've been collecting is currently on fire. Um, I immediately go to Mixtilla with a healing potion. Okay, Who, what is everyone else doing? Perix is running to fire things and uh, throwing frostbite around to cool things that they stop burning. Okay. As is Xenia. I mean, they... Saloran cannot do anything with the flames that efficiently, so he also goes to Mixel. As does Lorzach. So just the two of you are trying to put out fire? Putting out fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me... Oh, what? Uh, you guys are attempting to cast spells, I'm assuming? Yeah, I'm using Cantrip Frostbite right. because all my spells that shoot water are out of slots. Things, things that cast at least cold damage to yes. try and neutralize the fire? Yes. Give me... Whatever, a, a check using whatever skill is your spell casting skill. So for Ned, give me two intelligence checks. For Landry, give me two charisma checks. And are they intelligence checks or a skill that is intelligence based? Just flat intelligence checks. We're gonna make sort of a blanket number to see how much you guys can save. Uh, one was a crit fail. Plus five would be six, and I got an 11. Plus five would be 16. Okay, Ned. Eric's got a seven, plus six would be 13. Okay. And a 17, plus six would be 23. Oof. Okay. Uh, let's deal with the, uh, let's deal with the bad stuff. Uh, those of you who reach over to try and revive Mixel, unfortunately realized that he failed his three saving throws, and he is now dead. On the next Encounter Party, our players have managed to destroy the necromancers responsible for the abduction of the Golgari guild leader, but at a terrible cost. Mixel, son of Gerard, is dead. In their final act, the necromancers attempted to destroy all evidence of their enterprise. Did our players save enough to uncover the next clue? Find out next time on Encounter Party. Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media. 
based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Serge Narcissoff and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Hey, party people, this is Ned Donovan, the player of Perix. If you're enjoying Encounter Party, please do us a favor and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your friends to do the same. Also, ratings and reviews go a long way towards helping us find new audience members and keeping our party going. You can also join us in our Facebook discussion group, The Encounter Party, or on our Twitter and Instagram profiles at Encounter underscore party to keep the party going and to interact with cast members like myself and the rest of the crew. To find news and updates about the show and learn more, visit us at EncounterParty.com. Thanks, y'all.